0: welcome in once again week nine the Fezzik Focus podcast I'm AJ Hoffman he is the only two-time super
1: contest champion Steve Fezzik Steve how are you good sir you know I'm excellent shout out to my man Mackenzie last week at the end of a long day we love it labor of love but I know for Mackenzie it's like a 14-hour day and he wants to get with his girl and get out but we were in the parking lot and I took out the football and said, you know what, let's throw it around. And he humored me and we uh ran some button hooks, some out patterns <laughs> for like ten minutes in the parking lot like two teenagers. So um uh, thank you, McKenzie. I know you you may not have wanted to do that, but that was really fun.
0: McKenzie better receiver or quarterback?
1: Uh I think receiver. Okay. I think he threw I threw one that I said there's no way that's gonna get caught and he and he brought it in over the shoulder. Solid hand over the shoulder. Yes. How are the routes? Uh, well, we have no chemistry <laughs> oh, together, <okay. laughs> and I, I can only throw the ball. Mackenzie, how far can I throw a football? Thirty yards tops.
2: You could you could top out about thirty yards, yeah. But can you be accurate at thirty yards? I'm not so sure.
1: I actually was really good at dropping the ball in. That was I had I had good. T- you probably <laughs> oh, yeah. saw that when I was like I haven't thrown the ball. in. You've like, got good touch, is what you're saying. I got good yeah, touch. Pethury. Over the okay. shoulder, yeah. Yeah, the, the the hardest thing I always had when the guy was going fast across the middle, leading him with the right speed, I, I always struggled with those passes. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that now we know. Now we know. McKenzie's strengths. We know Fezzik's
1: strengths. Brad, where were you?
2: I'm a little disappointed that I missed this. I'd love to get uh, out there and toss the
1: pigskin around. Well, I can throw it deep. We're going to let you be A.J. Watt. We're going to give you a tennis racket and <laughs> just try to swat it.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's jump straight into this thing, and let's start with the, I guess, the the big topic of debate with everyone right now, and and there's no room for it on the Dream Preview pod, uh, but we did talk a little bit about this on the college football podcast last night. The The college football rankings, the playoff rankings are out. I'll, I'll ask you first, when you, when you saw these playoff rankings, what was your, what was your feel? Did you feel like things are fairly what you expected? Were you surprised?
1: I thought it was very fair. I think that remember, this is not power ratings. This is body of work. All right. When like uh, example, when Sarah Hughes won the gold medal in Salt Lake City, she's an ice skater. She wasn't the best skater. Again, Yamaguchi, or however you pronounce her name, was the best skater. But but Hughes was the best on that day. And so Oregon, of course, they're not as good as Ohio State, but they deserve to be ahead of Ohio State. Having said all that, I'm going to be a little bit um, pessimistic or unhappy in the sense that the committee are no dummies. So it was easy to put Ohio State behind Oregon when they know Ohio State's gonna is on a collision course with Michigan State, sure. So one of those teams gonna drop on out, boom. So they know the Buckeyes will naturally make the final four after they pound you know overrated Sparty. And so it was easy to put Oregon ahead of them. One wonders if there wasn't that clear path situation to occur if they would have been so eager to have done that. And of course they just sandbagged poor Cincinnati, which. Uh, needs everyone to lose twice to yeah. get in.
0: Well, and I think the reason why Ohio State is where they are, or I mean, where or why Oregon is where they are, is they don't have a ton of great value games left on their schedule, but they've got enough that if they win the rest of their games, even if Ohio State does get in, it, it will be enough that, well, Cincinnati doesn't have enough on their schedule to jump Oregon. So they wanted to make sure Oregon was ahead of Cincinnati. I, I've said this. Since the beginning, I'm saying it again. RJ doesn't believe me. I'm telling you right now, Cincinnati is not making this playoff.
1: Oh, of course not. They've
0: got the 100th ranked schedule. They can go undefeated. It does not Not matter. matter.
1: Well, the fact they were struggling to beat Navy, they're not even that good anymore. They're not very good. They're not as good as they were a year ago. They were better. They were. They were a top four team in September. That doesn't mean they're going to be a top four team in December. And now I'm talking about body of work. But the bottom line is there's one goal. Like the the, com- the committee, the, the NCAA basketball tournament has one goal: make sure Lo- Loyola never makes a Final Four again. <laughs> you know, go ahead and put the Wichita States and and freaking put the best eight season in the history of the planet Kentucky in their way. Don't let these mid majors make the Final Four. And for God's sakes, don't let the little five get into the college football playoffs.
0: I think as it sets up now, there are nine teams with a realistic shot. Uh, Well, I should say eight teams. I, I think if you take the top nine and you subtract Cincinnati, everyone in that top nine has a good chance of making it, assuming they win the rest of their games.
1: Now, the Irish they wouldn't make it if they, they would not make it are you sure
0: i don't think so because because the, then oh, you have to put, have them to put them in cincinnati. cincinnati that yeah. you know, that's a great point cincinnati
1: blocks notre dame so the, the first off uh, they desperately notre dame desperately needs smu right to beat cincinnati it would be smu that would beat if them?
0: smu beats cincinnati that sort of opens things up for them but here's the problem for notre dame but their schedule is not that great either. Their best win is Wisconsin because Florida State ended up being terrible. Mm. USC ended up being terrible. North Carolina, which they thought was a big game, terrible. So what they've got left: Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford. They don't have. They're not going to have the body of work at the end of the day to overcome. They too a need loss everybody to, to lose twice. Yep.
1: Now, question for you: What happens when Alabama smacks around everybody and then loses a really close game to Georgia?
0: Alabama's out. A two-loss team isn't going to make it this year. Now, now I should I shouldn't say that. A two-loss team won't make it without help. That means, uh, you know, like a, an Ohio State would have to lose along the way, another game. Uh, yes. A or, or or Oregon or or yeah or Oregon. Uh, and well, and you know what? A two-loss a two-loss Bama may get in over over one-loss one
1: Oklahoma, right? But they,
0: yes, but they won't get in over an undefeated Oklahoma. Of course
1: not. So, I, I, I agree with that. So now my question, let's assume there is carnage. Let's assume there are lots of upsets. Mm-hmm. Ohio State loses twice. What happens if Alabama does go to the top of the ladder because Oklahoma does have a loss and they've got two losses and they're going to get in over Oklahoma in that case, I would imagine, mm-hmm. but you can't seed them fourth. You cannot make them the number four seed because
0: you don't want them to match up with you, Georgia
1: that, that the, 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 if there was one memo if every if anyone in that committee committee made Alabama the four seed, I'd fire them immediately. It's like you can make them three or five.
0: but he, th- that's the problem is if they lose a second game, I mean no no team with two losses has made the playoff yet. So if one does make it this year, they're gonna be the four seed.
1: Didn't we have like a team in the national championship with two losses though, before we went to the final four?
0: I, we haven't had a team in the, with two losses in the uh, in the playoff yet.
1: But but that was in the four. But, but, but wasn't there? Am I remembering wrong that there was an LSU team or
0: something? LSU played for a national championship with two losses. That right. was back when it was only two two teams debated. Well, made if, it, a, though. if
1: a two loss team can play for the national championship, then a two loss team can make the final.
0: Four. So my my thought is this: if Alabama does beat Georgia, Alabama will move to number one, and Georgia would no, would fall no further than three. Because they don't want to yeah. – if, if they are going to have a rematch, they want it to be for the champions.
1: Of course, and it has to be that. Those are the two clear-cut but, best teams.
0: But I do believe if – I don't think – I think Ohio State is a lot closer to Alabama than, than most people do. Full
1: disclosure, I want to put this out there. I had my Big Ten game of the year. I had Ohio State.
0: Oh, I was heavy on them this weekend.
1: Never too. had – never – drawn dead. Yep. Never had a chance. Just as ugly as ugly can be, you know. And what was frustrating, it was almost like watching the Kansas City Chiefs on a bad day. Where how many plays did the Buckeyes? They could pick up six yards, you know, in their sleep on every play, and they just get bored with that. And I'll let me let me go deep because I'm I'm going to pretend I'm playing against Indiana, but yep. no, you're playing against you know, a team that's a little bit better and you, and the variance goes through the roof. Just take the six and eight yard gains. Come on.
0: Yeah. Frustrating showing for them for sure. So I, here, so here's where we're at. And I think the, the other team that we haven't really talked about, but I I do think is, is in that same conversation as Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a team that if they win the rest of their games, they will be an unbeaten ACC champion. Oh, they're in. They will be in. And they they have a lot of coin flip games left down the stretch. This weekend they're a dog to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, next weekend they'll likely be a dog to North Carolina State. They'll probably be a pick 'em against Clemson, and then they'll play an ACC championship. Yeah, they've got Boston College too, but they, they'll they'll be
1: sounds favored like one over one half to the fourth. That's a one in sixteen chance. So, so it's not going to happen.
0: It, well, it, it could. I, Wake Wake Forest. I the, the market still hasn't caught up with Wake Forest. I full disclosure i love wake forest this weekend catching points against north carolina mm-hmm. the it, it's often difficult for a team like wake forest that is not a name brand it takes some time for people to start accepting that it is and on the great
1: op- great example because a team like the Dallas Cowboys could never be undefeated this late in the year against the spread no. no, that that's a bad example. I, because no. they, they actually managed <laughs> to that's do it. True. So I'm sorry I brought that up, but, but yes, like a Loyola Marymount Marymount a Loyola, Illinois can cover 14 straight times in college yes. basketball. However, Duke can't Duke
0: cannot. Yes. So wake forest it, it, on the same note, if a team has high expectations coming into the season, It often takes a while for that to get adjusted down, a la Clemson, which is why you see them. They just got their first cover of the season in maybe the worst bad beat of of the college football year against Florida State, where Florida State is covering easily, covering. They were 10-point dogs. They're covering. They're down four. They try to... Hook and ladder, the lateral plays. The Northwestern,
1: yeah, they they ran the Northwest.
0: And Clemson runs it in. It kills the under. It kills the, the team the, total. It kills the cover. The spread. Disastrous. But that's the first cover they've had all year. It's taken. It's still taking the market a long time to adjust that Clemson is not good. Like the Kansas City Chiefs. It, I mean. What, what did we talk about yesterday? 4-15-1 in their last 20, McKenzie? Is that accurate?
2: That is accurate. They're also 3-15-1 in their last 19, yeah, even so, worse. So where do we – at what point do we start saying, okay, this team is
0: not as good as we think it is. We need to mentally adjust what we believe they are. But as long as – I mean, the sports books are going to keep putting the number up as long as the suckers keep
1: saying, well, they're the Chiefs. They're the, they They got to fix it. Have you seen Patrick Mahomes? Dude puts catch up. On his <laughs> um, fillet, on his ribeye. Yeah. On his, uh, yes, that's that's my kind of guy. Oh, it's terrible. You know, but uh, but I terrible. Th-
0: I think North Carolina is another example of a team. North Carolina was a team people thought were they they could they could push Clemson for the ACC title this year. Well, they they've were got, half right. They've got a yeah, they've got a Heisman <laughs> Trophy candidate at quarterback and Sam Howell. So, North Carolina is no good. But they had that belief coming in, so people are slow to get off of it. People thought Wake Forest would be the fourth, fifth best team in the division. They're slow to come off that, and that's a convergence where you're saying, okay, this Wake Forest team, it's been fool's gold, but –
1: I don't know that it has. We're a betting show, and getting back to the odds that maybe Mackenzie, you could put up what the the odds are in the top like eight teams for the for football. But this is a complete and utter waste of time, and the reason being is that Georgia is going to be laying fourteen against any of these pretenders other than Ohio State, and Alabama is going to be what? What's Alabama like? Three points worse than Georgia right now? Uh,
0: about yeah, probably three points. That's what I have. Three points. So so and I that- And I have Ohio State two points behind Alabama.
1: So think about this. Who cares if Oklahoma's 62% or Cincinnati's 57% to actually make the Final Four? If they're going to be a 10-point dog in back-to-back games, now all of a sudden, boom, one-fifth times one-fifth, we're 25-to-one, you know, for them to win the championship. And if that that's if they massively overachieve. And I'm just guessing if we pull up in Oklahoma for their, um, you know, for what their odds are, it's going to be more like a 25 to 1 so they got to get there yep. and if they get there you have an even wager and i am going to call out the the media is terrible at this they they all the the fake sports betting media that has no idea what they're doing and they say boy you know you need to back a team and they'll pick like an oklahoma or a michigan state and say you know there's great value all they got to do is make the final four and you can hedge in uh you know you can you can start playing back the other way and lock in a profit no you can lock in probably a break even and that's only if they make the final four, and that is not likely, especially a team like Michigan State that has sixteen um, Mich- percent.
0: Mich- Michigan State's outside my top twenty-five in power rankings. Top
1: twenty-five. Yeah, Michigan really. Not a
0: good football team.
1: No, no way. minute. am <laughs> yes. top, top twenty-five. Now, 25. I, I like directionally. I like where you're going, but top twenty-five is. Let me let me guess. Top twenty-five is like SMU. It's uh, like um I
0: have SMU in the thirties.
1: Okay. It's like I'm thinking Nebraska.
0: I've got so here's I've got I've got Michigan State right between Kentucky and Iowa. Hmm.
2: I think Michigan State's better than Iowa.
0: Well, I've got I've got them one spot better. <laughs>
2: okay. Michigan so. State forty to one to win it all. Iowa two hundred to one. I'm guessing, Fez, you wouldn't really be interested in either one of those ways yeah well but i mean it's, that this is power rate
0: right? i mean iowa's got two losses They're, they've they've got zero chance of of go, even going to the playoff but yeah
2: but imagine if Iowa's was in michigan state's position so, no mi- so michigan state has a you know a one eighth
1: chance of making the playoffs and if they do they should be 40 to one so 40 times eight is i'm sorry they, they should be 20 to one so 20 times eight is
0: 200 hundred, to one 160 but yeah
2: i, I I'm struggling <laughs> with the math today. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll do, a I don't math exactly, today. I just ran my calculator and my abacus. By the way,
1: I just speaking of movies, I'm gonna do a movie reference. I just I just saw the movie um, Old. Has anyone seen Old? No. Old is brilliant. I've seen Old School. M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Oh, I I don't like
0: M. Night Shyamalan. I feel like he Six uh, Sense?
1: Didn't he do Six Sense? He did,
0: and then it's he's the greatest. Done... It's the second greatest horror movie of all time. That's not a horror movie, first of all. But if it was, <laughs> it'd be on. the second that, greatest. Uh, it's
1: scary, man, when they that, lock the kid up with the prisoners. Right?
0: That's a, it's an excellent movie. He's done nothing good since. All right now
2: You didn't you, watch the Unbreakable series? No,
1: it's terrible. I see, <laughs> I see bad sports betters and they don't even know they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, M. Night
0: Shyamalan is like that guy has made an entire career off of one film.
1: It was a great film. It
0: was fantastic, but like now every movie that comes out is like M. Night Shyamalan present from the director of the Sixth Sense. What the Sixth
1: Sense came out in like what what year was nineteen ninety nine? The reason that old is so good is because the protagonist, and this is lost upon a lot of people consist of a chief medical officer, a nurse, a anthropologist, and an actuary. So think about the brilliance of this is that four of the protagonists, it's all about a movie about aging and they've got and medical issues associated with it. Mm-hmm. And they actually made all the characters be in the healthcare field and actuary prices like health insurance yeah. and an anthropologist studies people Oftentimes after they're dead, as they decompose, that is strong stuff.
0: I'll give it a chance. And I stand corrected. He did also direct the movie Split, which is not total shit. So (laughs) literally
1: everything else he's done. Total shit. So speaking of total shit, so all this trying to <laughs> trying to bet into the futures market, you're never gonna. Y- yes, you might find a good yes/no on will a team make the final four. All right, that certainly you could find, and probably the no in terms of. Mackenzie, can you pull up what like the odds of Cincinnati? Is there a yes/no? Will they make the final the four? The
2: same thing happened last year, right? The week before they actually do the CFB playoff rankings, every odds that I've seen, bet online, different places, have taken them off the board. The last time I checked since he was minus minus one sixty to make the playoffs. That was before they didn't cover their last week. And
1: they're playing terrible. Um, so obviously I would prefer the, there's the no on Cincinnati. So we'll, we'll update you. We'll, we'll search around on that later on, but that would be the one that would stand out to me. If there's any ever a coin flip that is not going to go Cincinnati's way, um, that is most certainly going to be the case. Um,
0: uh, let me let me give you some numbers here, and this is why by now you shouldn't be you shouldn't be betting I- into futures. Like it's if you're if you if you waited until now to buy a futures ticket, you're late. Uh, it, it's no it's no good at this point. Here are the the odds for the national champion. If you want Georgia, they're currently minus one ten. They preseasoned, were plus 800.
1: I think it's a pretty good bet, minus 110. I I I, refuse to believe there's not a better bet on the board than Georgia minus 110.
0: I don't disagree with you, but the fact that you could have gotten them plus 800 preseason. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Okay, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Alabama, their preseason odds were plus 300. Mm -hmm. Their current odds, plus 275. Mm -hmm. There's no world where you can say, oh, well, now they've lost a game. They weren't supposed to lose. That's value. They're, they're they're more expensive now than they were preseason before they had
1: a and, loss, and they're one Georgia loss away from probably being they're being out. out. Yes, Ohio State
0: preseason odds plus seven hundred, mm-hmm. current odds plus eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Another team that is one loss away from being out and has their two toughest games on yes. their schedule or remaining. Oklahoma preseason odds plus seven hundred, current odds plus 800.
1: They got to run the table they've and got, then if they run the table, they've got a tw- they're, they're like a 5% chance. Their next 3 games,
0: second place, third mm-hmm. place, fourth place in the Big 12, then you got to play one of those teams again in the Big 12 championship. Dastardly bookie, stay away from the futures. This is the grossest one. Cincinnati. Preseason odds plus 2500.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Current odds plus 4000. They've won every game. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So they've won every game. So now they're saying, no, there's real value here, plus 4,000. I'm telling you, I don't think they're making it. If they do make it, they're not winning. It's a waste.
1: Here we go. DraftKings has up the odds. Cincinnati to make the playoffs, God, I'm an an idiot not to bet this. I blame you, AJ. You're the college football expert. I've been busy with NFL. Yes, plus 175, no minus 210. Now you could say you could have bet plus 130 on the no just two weeks ago. Well, you know what? You don't pay the Vague if you win. Yeah, and they are, and and I would say their chance of making the playoffs, eight percent. Everyone I needs two losses. I they think need, it's generous. They need every a uh, one loss Oklahoma team might give them problems in terms of who's going to get in. You know, and so yeah, everything has to has to flop right for them.
2: So you're questioning ESPN ESPN's model that gives them 57 percent. You would bet that
1: headline you will never see.
2: Former ESPN
1: analyst quits job to Brent Sports for a little. Yeah. Uh, c- caveat, caveat. I'm sorry. Um, uh, oh, I'm just uh, Doug uh, Kazarian. Oh yeah, yeah. Works for ESPN. Mister Kazarian can most certainly join my sports betting syndicate. I don't have one, but if I had one, if you did, if I did, and he certainly could make a nice living betting on sports. So, Doug, Dougie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you know what you're talking about. And um, the, the, that Sports Cheetah, who did work for ESPN for a while, actually, he did quit ESPN. or He chose not to have his contract renewed, and he certainly is a professional sports better. So so it's rare. So Doug and Sports Cheetah, you get huge asterisks on your beard and on your dimple or whatever Doug has. Doug's a good-looking guy. I think yes. that
0: just being named Sports Cheetah, like it's it, – it's a good fit for him to be in sports betting. Like, his parents knew early on that this guy was going to make something of himself. Mr. and Mrs. Cheetah knew.
1: You know, the cheetah brought up a great point, and we're going all over the place here. But he was saying, I, I caught a podcast they did, and he's like, you know what? Doing all this production work for ESPN and prep and the like, you know, it becomes a 40-hour a week uh, full-time job, and I am spending 60 hours a week doing all my handicapping and betting. Wait a minute. That's 100 hours. Yeah. You know, that's um, I. I don't have time to eat. Welcome to welcome to my life. There you go.
0: (laughs) All (laughs) right, let's talk about Survivor. Did you survive this week?
1: Yes, I have. No, no, I have two survivors and one Bengals. Okay. Bengals got me, and and you know, and I was doesn't matter. I've got one left. So there's 1,000 and change people left in Circus Survivor. Do you always
0: use a different team in in each one each no. week? Okay, so some no. weeks you double up. but If this one, like, who else did you use on your other entry?
1: I had the Rams.
0: Okay. Did, were were the Rams already burned in? Yes. Okay. That that, I, that was the problem for me this week. I used the Rams in week one, and I was telling McKenzie in hindsight, I really regret burning the Rams so early, but, you know, at least I won in week one. And I ended up having to use, uh, I want to say I used, who did I use this week? Oh, the Bills, Mm -hmm. who I wouldn't, I I didn't feel like I wanted to burn them against the Dolphins, but I just, and I wanted to survive. I'd already used Cincinnati, thank God. Yeah. Uh, You used
1: them against Jacksonville. I
0: did. Yeah. So I kind of dodged a bullet because if I hadn't used Cincinnati, I would have used them this week rather than burn the Bills. I, it's it. There's such a luck
1: element to it, you know. There most certainly is, and obviously you do a road map of how you plan things to go, and then you got to adjust because, like this week, no one was going to play the Chiefs this week, and now now the Chiefs going to be a very popular survivor pick. Um, a little math as far as projections, I keep hearing there was 35 winners last year. Mm-hmm. There were about 2,000 entries this year. There are 4,000 entries, and everyone's saying, "Oh, there's going to be 100 winners." No, because we're down to like 1,100 people. And there's still, we're in week nine, there's still, with the two mini weeks for Christmas and for Thanksgiving, there's still 12 weeks left that you have to pick, in it, and it's like a scavenger hunt. You've it gets to, harder every week. gets harder every week to find, the, to find the prize. If you assume a 70% win rate, wildly optimistic the rest of the year, think of it like Thanksgiving week. You might have to choose between uh, Chicago and Detroit. You might not have anybody left. You might have to take, you know, one or the other of those two losers. Um, .7, wildly optimistic, to the 12th power times, 1,180 or whatever the number left. I came up with 16 winners. That's my projection. I think that's wildly optimistic. I'm going to make a bold statement. Seven winners. Okay. Seven only.
0: I will say, this was my strategy. You tell me, and I'm— you know, I'm not playing in the circle league, which is lucky for me because I don't I'm not, I haven't had to worry about those many weeks that you're talking about. But my my group is down to like 40 something players now, which I feel good about. And it's it's I, what I do at the beginning of the year is I tried to make a roadmap for who I wanted to pick each week. And I saved what I thought were the top five teams like mm-hmm. off of that roadmap. So I didn't I, I wrote out a map without Buffalo, without Kansas City. Without the Bucks, without the Packers, and without the Ravens, mm-hmm. and I tried to build this map without those teams, and inevitably I come to a week where what I thought was going to work that week was not going to work. So I had to use the Chiefs early in the season. Sure, burned them. Thank goodness I did then because I don't know if there's another time to really they feel stink. good about them. Yes. Uh, and then this last week, the two teams that I had circled before this week were the Eagles mm-hmm. and the Seahawks. The Eagles have been so terrible. I didn't know if I could trust him to beat the Lions last week. They're a three-point
1: favorite. You can't. Right. You cannot play a sixty percent play only. That's about, the the bottom line is if you love the Eagles, you're like the Eagles are going to win. Then bet the Eagles. Right. Don't donk donk your entry off by playing them. And, and I will in, in the Survivor. And I'll say this. I hear this more and more. The double option. Oh, if you've got like two picks left or four picks, split them up between Detroit and Chicago on Thanksgiving, so half of them can advance. A fifty percent advance rate in a survivor contest is beyond egregiously stupid.
0: It's not good.
1: You know what? If the Chicago's minus two against Detroit and every other team's burned, then bet take Chicago twice and deal with it. You know, it's the bottom line.
0: And then Seattle, I di- I didn't when I made my roadmap. I didn't plan on Seattle not having Russell Wilson. Sure. And now, obviously, this week, I I use the Bills and I advance. Could I have used the Eagles and won? Yeah. Could I have used the Seahawks and won? Yeah. But it's easy to say that after the fact. Sure. You know, so it, it's a it's a tough game, man. Could have use the Vikings and lost? Could have used the Vikings and lost, and there, I bet there's a lot of people who who well, I bet fewer people did yeah. that because there was still kind of question marks. What was going to happen? I but, bet
1: very few because it was so much uncertainty.
0: Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm with, and for people who don't know, the reason why Fez says a lot of people will use the Chiefs this week, and I don't know that they should. Uh, is that Aaron Rodgers is going to be out, if if you haven't heard, which I think is a whole different conversation, which I don't know if we've got time for today. But Aaron Rodgers, who implied that he was vaccinated when asked, he was asked directly, are you vaccinated? He said, I'm immunized, (laughs) and I think uh, vaccination is a personal choice, and I'm not going to judge anyone who is or isn't vaccinated. Yeah,
1: he's immune to
0: being a good teammate, (laughs) that's what he is. So... (laughs) I don't. I don't know if. It, I don't know if that's what we would call an outright lie, or we would call a sleight of hand.
1: You know, I. I and I keep saying this. Rj is not here, so I, I. I can say it. I am like as mo, as as pro vaccination as there is. It just makes so much sense that the side effects. When one of the side effects of a virus is death, I'm willing to risk the <laughs> side effects of an FDA approved vaccine. All right. But the bottom line is, if Rj came and said, Fez, around here we don't get vaccinated. You know, that you got I want you to be a team player. We're all making millions. All right. Asterisk. But but if we're all making millions, um, and I'm and, and and I'm your employer and I don't want you to get vaccinated, I'm you know what? I'm like, you're the boss. Yeah. And I'll be the freaking bubble boy for twelve yeah. months is the bottom line. And if I'm as like pro five standard deviations, pro vax, and I'm willing to like be a team player. You know, on a high-paying job, for millions to, of to dollars, to not yeah. get the vax and and to compromise my clearly, in my opinion, clearly compromise my health standards. Well, then, you know what? If you're making all that money and you're a team leader and you're and everyone else on the organization wants you to get this, and all the scientists are telling you to get this, but somehow, nope, nope, you're smarter <laughs> than everybody else. You know, screw you. You're a bad leader. Sorry. Well, let's jump into. We'll jump
0: into the value of Aaron Rodgers. (laughs)
1: No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm
0: kidding. We'll jump into the value of Aaron Rodgers this week, and we've seen, obviously, a big line move. The Packers, last I saw, McKenzie, you can tell me what the last actual line was. I thought the last I saw them was plus one uh, at the Chiefs, and the latest I've seen was pushing towards seven and a half. Is the adjustment enough on Aaron Rodgers?
1: Spot on. So um, I've got Aaron Rodgers two and a half points better than an average quarterback, and everyone's like, (gasps) oh. He's way better than that. Come on, Fez. And I'm, and, and I'm like, well, he's the second best rated quarterback. He's worth two and a half more. He's got to be worth way more than that. And I'm like, well, well, okay. Jordan Love, I have his five points worse than an average quarterback. So he's a bad backup. Okay. Two versus minus five. Get out my little number line. That's seven points. Seven points. And how much has the line adjusted? Seven and a half. So maybe Aaron Rodgers should be three points better than an average and that would be eight. But, how far but wait behind, a minute.
0: How far behind uh, Patrick Mahomes do you have Aaron Rodgers
1: right now? That's a great question. I – oh, I just moved Mahomes. It's not on my, 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 my printout that I have in front of me. I have them being one point apart.
0: Okay. And what was it before?
1: It was – it was actually three points at the beginning of the year. I've really moved Mahomes downward.
0: Okay, good. I, I was because I feel like people are going to be hesitant to do it. I'm glad that you you've done that. Yes. Okay. There's other quarterbacks that we know are out. So let's start with them. Jameis Winston torn ACL. What is the adjustment to the line for the Saints? Because what and McKinsey, you can help me out here. What's what have we seen the market say is the adjustment in the line?
2: The market hasn't adjusted at all. They were five and a half look ahead and still five and a half. Given that the Saints had their most impressive upset win of the season,
0: but isn't that also we the knew Falcons the lost. We knew that Jameis Winston, like the look ahead, would would know that Jameis Winston wasn't going to play because he obviously tore his ACL. In no, the, the, game, the look right? ahead
2: is before the is two weeks out. So yes. we uh, boy. Yeah, well, but
1: they but the Saints just kicked butt. The Saints just had a great game,
2: and the Falcons had a terrible game. Yeah. Boy, that's scary. I, I, I don't know
1: that if, because I have Winston a half point better than the average quarterback. I have Taysom Hill two points worse, and I have Simeon three points worse. So I have it being a three. If it's Simeon, which it likely will be, it's a three and a half point downgrade for New Orleans. So I had New Orleans in my power ratings right now. Um, I got update. I got to get my updated numbers. One second.
0: So do you do you think that there's value now with with this, the uh, with the Falcons because or is the or. What what am I or with the uh, yeah? What am I missing here? Why was the why would the line not move?
1: One second here, I'll I'll let you know what my numbers are. So I've got Atlanta four points worse than an average team. Obviously, Atlanta laid an egg against um, sure against Carolina, and they Bad lost game. Ridley.
0: So Ridley, but Ridley wasn't playing last week anyway, or the week before. I mean, he's he's been in and out of the lineup all all season.
1: He's, he's been playing most of. the How many games has Ridley? I think he's played? missed three games now. So he was supposed to play last week though. Uh I, I line moved to half point right when it got announced that he was out. Okay. All right. Um so I, I got Atlanta four points worse and New Orleans I have as an even as a zero team. So I've got them being four on a neutral, so six with uh, home field is what I make the game.
0: And that's with the new quarterback situation.
1: Yes. Now that's that's interesting because I kind of fudged this. New Orleans would be a little bit better with um Taysom Hill and a little bit worse with Simeon.
0: And so because you don't you're not sure exactly Yeah. Listen, I don't I don't think the answer is running uh, a guy coming back from concussion, going out there and having him run around like a chicken with his head cut off like Taysom Hill does. I don't think that's the answer, but it's certainly interesting that that's that's going to be a line to watch to me for sure. All right. Let's take a look at the Jets.
1: Zach Wilson to Mike White. What is the downgrade? It's it's actually an upgrade. I have White. Three and a half points worse than an average quarterback, Western Kentucky product, and I have Zach Wilson four points worse. So right now, (laughs) I actually have the Jets being half a point better and the best evidence I can give. What are the odds that Wilson was going to have a game like White over the course of a year? So I've got one a data sample of one, and so with that being the only thing to go off of, I upgraded – Uh, The Jets a quarterback by half a point.
0: Okay, I don't blame you. It's the best quarterback game they've got by far. Uh, Let's take a look at Carolina. The the next two are kind of question marks right now. Carolina, Sam Darnold left the game with a concussion. Former Houston Roughnecks quarterback, P.J. Walker, what's the drop-off from Sam Darnold to P.J. Walker.
1: Well, P.J. Walker sure looked good for the roughnecks of the XFL. He was, was the best player in the league. He was going to be the MVP, a lock. In fact, I bet that, and then it got refunded. Um, but uh, it's still a four-point downgrade. Darnold to Walker. I believe Walker is something god-awful bad, like three for 22 year-to-date. to, year to date. I mean, his, his stats are absolutely horrendous. And because of that, I cannot look to um be backing him until he shows me that he's capable
0: now does that mean this week in in the new england game i mean obviously that i guess some of it is baked into the line but is 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 the, the the uncertainty is that what's keeping the number where it is if i could tell you right now sam darnold's not playing plus four or minus four for the patriots feels
1: like a gift right it feels about right, actually. Okay, so if... You know, actually, that's not true. Yes, it would be a gift for New England. Okay. And, and I I don't think, you know, it's interesting because I don't think Darnold's going to play. Do I don't think, think so either. I like the Patriots this week. The Patriots are going to make my card. Uh, but, s- but obviously, you know, the look at, I assume the Patriots were, what, around minus two on that game? Uh, the Patriots were plus two or uh, minus two and a half. All right. And so we're flipping through the three all the way up to four. You know, that doesn't look like... Enough of an adjustment. I know it's a really key number, but nevertheless. Well,
0: and it was the Patriots getting their first huge win of the season, too. The first time they beat a team that wasn't the Jets or the Texans. I was
1: going to say, they've got two blowout
0: wins already
1: against (laughs) the Jets. But they beat a team with a pulse, so people are like, (laughs) ooh, look at that. Let me ask you, does the two blowout wins they had against the Jets, does that not look better now? No. No? Okay.
0: No, the Jets are terrible.
1: Does the close losses to um, that they've had against elite teams look better? You know that uh, that they're almost able to beat Tampa Bay. Uh,
0: yeah, honestly, they they do. I mean, New England is because they, because they finally broke through and did it against mm-hmm. the Chargers. Who I, I I don't think the Chargers are great, but I also don't think the I mean the Chargers they've got three losses to the Cowboys, the Ravens on the road, and the Patriots. Does that mean they stink? I don't think so. Here
1: comes the Easter egg. So DraftKings, you can bet this right now, Chargers under 10.5, and Chargers to miss. Miss the playoffs plus 230. Those are both widely available numbers. Those are both best bets. Um, The markets are just too slow. What's happened with DraftKings, I, I think my theory here, and FanDuel and other books have these up too, is that they got inundated with pro charger money, and they're like they're looking at their liabilities and their spreadsheets, like oh we're gonna get killed if the chargers make just the playoffs three weeks and do ago well. It
0: felt like they were they were in a good position it's, to do it.
1: So now they're like perfectly happy. We got all this over money on the chargers, so we're perfectly happy to just earn and take this under money. Yeah, but the unders a really good bet right now. So under ten and a half.
0: Who do you think wins the uh, the AFC West at this point? <sighs>
1: Four way tie. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, you uh, know. The Broncos
0: aren't going to be in a four way tie. No. The no. Broncos getting all the way up to 10 and a half wins is the most stupid thing I've ever seen happen. Yes. It, it, I, I, I will never understand it. And I feel After good, they start 3 0. I feel at good. After the 3 0 start. No, I mean, wasn't it 10 and a half when the season kicked off? Because no, no. Nine. nine. Nine? Nine. Or nine and a half? Nope, nine. Because it, nine. it jumped up to
1: when they thought that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. And then to nine, it didn't drop back down. Went down to like eight point nine, so under nine. Mackenzie, look at it, up, but it's yeah, like McKenzie under nine, less a dollar twenty. But you're thinking, you're correct. When they started three and zero, they were ten and a half.
0: The most uh, against the, the what was it? The Ga- Jets, the Giants, and the Jaguars. The three J's. Oh, God, yeah, kind of, kind of the three J's. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's go to New Or or not New Orleans to Arizona, where I Kyler did not practice. Uh, uh, today but it seems like it's precautionary they it's a they say it's a medial ankle sprain which basically means it's kind of a, a pain tolerance thing uh i would imagine that he will play and he will be limited which let's face it that's what kyler murray is most of the time now like uh, they,
1: in, innocent child of 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 the south you're just you, you're just like oh he'll he'll be okay no i'm not saying he'll be okay i'm i'm saying it seems like that's
0: always our question is like, well, Kyler's playing, but he's hurt. And we, I think we've all seen a hurt Kyler Murray is not a good Kyler Murray. How
1: like, often has he walked around in a boot early in the week? Phil, doesn't play. happen
0: very often, but he did have a long week. He, he's, that's played a good Thursday point. Night, so they, they've had some time.
1: Oh, Kyler Murray did not practice today. I don't know if that really matters. Um, yeah, well, that's what I was saying. He didn't practice today, but I, I, from all accounts, they plan on playing him. You, you know, I'll say this. People know. People are in the know. Sports betting has become so much more prevalent. I think a whole bunch of people knew that Dak Prescott wasn't playing. That's why Minnesota was minus three and ultimately closed minus four when they were saying he was questionable. He goes out and has one of the really solid workout right before the game starts. Yeah. No, nope, not but they already knew. Now, it was all a show. It was fake. They knew.
0: Now here's the question. If the Dallas Cowboys were in the NFC West, would Dak Prescott have played?
1: That's a great question.
0: Because I think they they looked behind them, and then they had to look a little further, and they were like, "Oh, uh, is that the Eagles? I can't tell." So they said, "You know what? What what what's the risk here?" Whereas the Cardinals, they look right next to him. Oh shit! It's the Rams. They're right here. It's a great point. Like so, I, I think that if you're going to if you're going to push a guy, you push when you feel like you've you you have to the Cowboys were clearly in a position where they don't have to push. And is the Arizona Cardinals gonna don't win. have that
1: luxury. Is, is Arizona going to win even with them?
0: I, I don't know. Remember, San Francisco played Arizona about as well as anybody had up until this last Til, week.
1: Ma- till McKenzie's quarterback yeah, donked the game away. That, if, Trey, like if Trey Lance had
0: a pulse in that game, the 49ers Sorry, win. And that was the worst QBR game of the season for Kyler Murray. He looked terrible. The 49ers, you can run against Arizona. The 49ers, they can run the ball against that team. Kittle's coming back. Kittle's back. Yeah, I don't think. Samuel's a beast. Let me give you a. It looks uh, good. Let me give you a dream podcast preview. Arizona is not on my card. Uh, San Francisco is. So they'll be one of my five, San it, Francisco.
1: Did some money come on Arizona today? Is that line pick right now? Or is it or did,
2: who, who's who's is our favorite in that game right now? Pick is consensus off the board at a couple of sharp bucks, uh, including the Westgate.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was two and a half the last I looked. Not surprised. But you know what? I, at a pick I'll, I'll like the 49ers. This week. And Mackenzie, you remember last week I told you, I kind of hope Arizona wins. Because I want to bet the 49ers against uh, against Arizona yes. next week, and of course Arizona agree. goes so, out. I So smashed, you don't have to so. listen
1: to Dream Pod because now you got like you, one of my best bets. You, also, I too will be on Jimmy G.
0: You've got agreement. All right, but the the drop off. Let's say Arizona doesn't play Kyler Murray. Let's say they decide, okay, let's sit him out. What is the drop off to Colt McCoy, who I would assume Colt McCoy is one of the better backups in the league? He's at least one of the more uh, more experienced backup. Yeah, it's a the
1: top top ten backup. So Murray, two points better than an average. McCoy, three points worse. Five point uh, line adjustment.
0: That seems pretty reasonable. All right, let's uh, let's get into Travis Henry, the value of Travis Henry to the line, and obviously it, devastating for game plan purposes for for Tennessee. But uh, that line, the look ahead plus four and a half for Tennessee, now plus eight. Against the Rams. So let's be
1: careful with this because the 4.5 was the look ahead. But before anyone even knew that there's something wrong with King Henry, the line was 6. So that's okay. what the opening line came up at 6. Now it's 7.5. So, boom, there we go. Point and a half for Henry through key numbers, which means he's worth a solid at least a point and a half. That feels right. It feels like he, Christian McCaffrey, you know, the most important guys, you know, maybe a Kamara, um, maybe a Dalvin Cook, you know, are, are all the guys that basically – Running backs that also double as wide receivers can be worth a point and a half. Usually running backs can only be worth a point, but in this case, he's kind of Earl Campbell, so make him a point and a half feels right.
0: I agree, and I I think Travis Henry is, or Travis, Derrick Henry, uh, more valuable to the Titans than any other running back to his team besides maybe Christian McCaffrey because the, the offense is built around him. And Tennessee, we've seen time and again, they they're, they just can't really push the ball downfield unless they get a stacked box.
1: I blame the Titans completely. They completely overused um, King Henry in prior years. They ran him to get rushing titles, to get extra yardage. And I've been saying, it, it, you know what? he's gonna it's going to have an impact and everyone's like no 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 he's not demarco murray he's an alien he's different than everybody else he's like adrian peterson the normal rules nobody's don't apply nobody's like adrian peterson he was the, he was one of one tom brady b- applies also but in a different way yeah but
0: i mean like yes. as far as running backs who can keep going and with that type of usage we've seen one guy do it exactly and and you can keep saying and the fact that Adrian Peterson's who they pick up to replace Henry is funny to me. Yes. But it, like Adrian Peterson every year could just go out, lead the league in carries, lead the league in yards, and then do it again the next year. I've never seen anything like it. And I, I you know, it's Derrick Henry was able to do it for two years, year three. Well, there you up. go. Uh, I also think it's sp- specifically bad this week because the Rams are so, they're so difficult to pass against. And especially for a team who's got, one good wide receiver because the Rams have one really good cornerback. Mm-hmm. So now, if, if let's just say Ramsey and AJ Brown X each other out, you've got Julio Jones limping around out there. You've got a defense that is still missing all their secondary. And it's a great point about and, it.
1: AJ Brown is really the straw that stirs this team's strength.
0: Yeah. Know? I mean, he's going he's to be the key to their offense now. And this week in particular, he's got probably the most tough matchup you can draw. So, yep. it's a, it's a, re, it's, I mean, obviously you never want to lose a guy like Henry. It's really bad timing for the Titans to lose Henry,
1: and really bad situational spot in the sense of um, three straight showdown games. Titans three and O, you know, beat the two best teams, what was thought to be the two best teams in the AFC, and then their divisional rival. You could just see them getting the living daylights kicked out of them. In this and game. I
0: would assume, and this is what I believe, even if Henry w- didn't have to have surgery, let's just say he's like, uh, I'm okay. I'm banged up. I'm hurt pretty bad. I can go if I have to. Much like we talked about with the Cowboys and Dak. You look behind you and you say, is that the Colts way back there? <laughs> Derrick Henry wouldn't be playing this week anyway. Yes. He'd be sitting out this week anyway. So I, I think that, the, you know. Should have been. It, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk. Uh, co- oh, time is coming. College basketball starts on Tuesday, Fez.
1: You've got a choice to make. Unfortunately, I don't. That's true. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, college football or college basketball, because you really can't do, do both. You know, one of the, 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 um, there's a, a group out there that's very well respected and they stopped doing college football. They have tremendous success and they stopped doing it just to do college basketball. And you know, what I like is they, they flip the switch on opening night. And the reason being every week that goes by, it gets harder and harder to find winners. Some people disagree with me, but they're wrong. The best evidence I can give, look at line moves that happen week two in college football. Enormous line moves yeah. occur. Now, yes, if there's quarterback injuries and things like that, it can cause line moves in November. But now we're pretty confident what our power ratings are in terms of I'm not a college football guy. I can tell you, you know, pretty much how good all these teams stack up and be. And there's always gonna be some exceptions um, you know, to that rule. But the bottom line is that um no one really knows how good all these college basketball teams are yet.
0: And and here's the dirty little secret of the books, they don't really know how to line these college basketball. You know who lines college basketball games? Ken Pomeroy lines college basketball games. Yes. Because the, these line makers, they don't know, so they just say, "What's Ken Palm say? Oh, Duke minus fourteen, sounds good to me." And
1: there's always a situation where there's an <laughs> Air Force assistant that likes get, gets a head job somewhere. Yep. And at a school that used to run, a, you know, up tempo, and their totals open one forty-eight and close one. 29 on opening night.
0: I, I still think that college basketball is the, is one of the easiest ways to beat sports betting. I, I think it's one of the softest games out there because there's so many games and they, they pay so little attention unless it's like big glaring, bold faced news about a team. It just does It, it they don't, they don't notice. So I, I think that if, you know, it, it,
1: if LeBron James is out in the pregame warmups the line is going to move certainly however if the best player for Elon is out there is not going to be any adjustment at, at all they seemingly. might know
0: he's going to be out the day before mm-hmm. and there's still no move i mean it's just not the way college basketball and is literally right, it so. can
1: be the information can be on twitter for 2 hours and it then don matter. and then don best says You know the NC Greensboro center who's averaging 19 points a game is out, and then the line will move a point because because you're getting an urgent message. You know that 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 comes across. This you know best evidence in the book "The Odds." Alan Boston, college basketball better. He talks about driving to the MGM Grand who put up some of these extra games, Mm -hmm. and someone's catching 28 against Kansas. It's good, and he says, "I don't get it." Why isn't everyone driving to the MGM to get down on this game?
0: It, so it's funny in, in the past, and you say it's hard to do both, and it is hard to do both. In the past, I w- uh, Brad Powers and I would, would kind of switch switch off a lot of information. I was more in the college basketball world. He was more in the college football, and we'd, we'd trade off info. Um, and, and maybe we still will. I don't know. But, like, I mean, now that I'm this is my job full-time working here at mm-hmm. pregame.com, I mean, this is just going to be my life. By the way, Uh, We will have a college basketball podcast. We'll have two a week. One will uh, record Sunday night, come out Monday morning. And we'll have one that records Thursday night, come out Friday morning. Uh, That'll start up. I guess probably I don't know if we will start this next or uh, this Sunday or on Thursday, but it'll be coming up soon. You're so. going to
1: give me rotation numbers on these games, right?
0: I'll do my best. I'm dude, not yeah.
1: listening if you don't give me rotation numbers. That's another one of my pet peeves on a on a big card on Wednesday or or God Saturday with seven pages that they won't tell me where you know the uh, where Drake is. Take Drake plus four. Oh yeah, that's only going to take me five minutes to find on this board. <laughs>
0: Mackenzie, remind me to give uh, when we start doing this podcast. Remind me to give rotation numbers, please. <laughs> um, all right. And you say it, I mean, it's that time of year where we're getting into the holidays. We're getting into you got to spend time with your family. How do you balance everything?
1: Exactly. It's very difficult and recognize you don't have to do all these sports. And and it's human nature. We all enter these contests. We enter Survivor winters, you know, circa millions. We enter the Westgate Super Contest and inevitably there's only going to be one winner. And there's going to be only. You said there was going to be seven winners of Survivor. Um, I'll, that's I stand correct. There's going to be only going to be seven winners of Survivor. There's going to be one dude. He's got six entries. He's all, he's going to win them all. Um, but the um don't don't feel down because you didn't get it done. It's still a, a long shot. Bottom line, it's just human nature. Um. I've never seen you look like this without a reason. Another promise fallen through. Another season passes by you in a big country. You got to keep your head up and know in any one year that uh, it's very difficult to cash, much less win these contests.
0: And if you're not, if this isn't your lifeblood, sometimes it's a good time to sit back and reset a little bit. You know, like if this is not the way you make your living, if you're betting a hundred dollars here and there. Take, take a week off. Take two weeks off.
1: Yeah, and that and you nailed it. And it's, and, and, and poor Stephen Nover. I'm sorry, Steve, I'm gonna throw you under the bus here. Okay. He would spend hundreds of hours. I'm not kidding like trying to rook people out of trades that were moderately better for them but great for him, et cetera, just to win a fantasy football league where the buy-in was like $20. Come on, Stephen. <laughs> and it's, like, it's just like the wrong priority in my eyes. Spend time with the family or spend a lot of time betting sports because you're making a whole lot of money. But don't spend tons and tons of time to make a whole little money. To be fair, there's plenty of people that stamp collect and do other hobbies that actually – you know, they lose money doing these hobbies by golf. So um, if you're getting a lot of recreation out of it, that's great. But this is a time of year. um, If you're not making tons of money, don't neglect your family just to try to win your piece of crap, low-entry fantasy football for bragging rights. Nobody cares.
0: What if it comes with a championship belt? Nobody
1: cares. Okay. All right. There you go, guys. That is week nine of
0: the Fezzik Focus podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Steve. Thank you, McKenzie. Thank you, Brad. Thanks to all of you guys out there for listening. Please continue to do so. Tell your friends. We love the uh, the uh, the the outcry of joy to hear Steve Fezzik give his focus every week. I'm loving it.
1: Two best bets: Chargers under 10 and a half wins to recap for me, and I'm going to bet them to um, miss the playoffs um, as well for uh, best bets.
0: Okay. There you go. We will uh, see you tonight for the Dream Preview or later on today, depending on when you uh, hear this thing. But uh, thanks again, and we will talk to you next week.